Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Growth Show. I am delighted to be joined by Danny Greveson today. Uh, Danny, thank you for, uh, for coming on board. It's great to see you. Great to see you, Nick. Thanks so much for including and inviting me. It's wonderful to be with you. No, no, it's great, it's great to have you. You are one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life and the impact I've seen you have on people has been outrageous. So it was essential to get you get you on board. Now, you are, um, I guess people describe you as a coach, but how, how would you best describe you? Well, it's a great, great question, because I think the, the field of coaching is so saturated nowadays. So I, I work in the field of leadership development, again, which is, is, is a ginormous, ginormous field. But essentially, I see what I do as boiling down to this. And it's compassionately kicking ass. That's yeah. what I do. So I don't know what that job title is, Nick, but that that's that's what I do. Right. Chief ass kicker. That's uh, that, that's you. Know, right? And how did how did you how did you get into this? Well, um, like you say about be, being positive, you know, it, it being 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 positive, Nick, really, really is a choice. And I think, uh, you know, our, our life essentially boil, boils down to the choices, choices that we make. So. Through my career, I'd, um, I'd worked with some great brands, great people, great, great leaders. I'd also worked with some diabolical leaders as well. I think it's fair to say we, we all have. And I, I, I just saw the impact of, of, of a poor work environment. And I also saw the, work, uh, the impact of a great work environment. And then personally, I'd, I'd had a, you know, a, a very challenging situation with, with a, a good friend of mine um, ending, ending his life. And, and of course that was deeply, deeply traumatic. And so I don't do what I do because I enter it with, with jazz hands and super positivity. I, I enter it because I, I do it because I, I want to support people in, in their development through this, through this life. So how did I come to do it? Well, I, I went on a leadership course myself and, and discovered um, strength psychology. It's a bit, <clears throat> a bit like positive psychology, which incidentally, positive psychology is the most popular course at Harvard, um, run by a chap called Tal Ben Sharma, if anyone wants to look, in, look into him. And it, it, it takes, takes the woo-woo, hippy-dippy nature out of positive psychology and brings in, in science and incredible, incredible references. And I found strength psychology, and it really does anchor in, anchor in science and, and intellect and, and you know, well-researched data, and it really spoke, spoke to me because throughout my career, it's important for me to be credible. And now I work in leadership development, ass kicking, whatever you want to call it, coaching and development of, of people and, and teams. It was really important for me to step into that field with, with um, profound cred credibility. So I suppose that's a little whistle stop into why, why I do what, what, what I do, do now. Yeah, it's perfect. And, and is there a particular process you follow? Like, how, how do you, from what you've experienced before, how does sort of your process sort of differ? Oh, thank, thank you. Um, so, I mean, all, all processes are great. And I think, I think, you know, development on the whole, as long as you, you invest, you know, not just financially, but in terms of your energy and your commitment, as long as you invest in it, you'll get, you're going to get um, incredible benefits from looking at your, your life, your team, your work to, to, investing in development. So I've done a lot of that myself, both, both personally and professionally, and also from a physical, as, physical aspect. I, I hadn't done biology since school and I wanted to understand a bit more about biomechanics and, and chemistry within the body. So I, I learned an anatomically op optimized style of yoga, believe it or not. So I, I also am a yoga teacher, but I, I, I don't um, weight in that. So as I mentioned, I've done a lot of 
professional development and personal personal development and invested a lot of my time and energy in, in into those arenas. And I, I discovered that there are some core foundations, if you like, of what it is to be human and what it is for us to succeed. <clears throat> and that's with the understanding that for everybody, for everybody, be it an individual, a team or a company, success is very different. Success is a very different entity. So I really wanted to circle around that point exactly, because to give you a personification of that, Donald Trump, for example, success to him is very different to Mother Teresa. Both very successful in their chosen fields, Donald Trump, arguably almighty power, if you will, globally, and Mother Teresa, almighty service to the poor. And both very, very successful in what it is that they wanted to do. So for me, it was really important to really press into what does success look like? So those foundations that I mentioned in terms of my process, I start with clarity. So my first pillar of development, there are six, there's clarity. So getting really clear about what success looks like, because that's where we're going. And why are you here? What is it that you want? What, why are we here? What is it that we need? And what brought us to be here? So clarity is my first pillar of development, if you like. Then confidence, because a lot of us appear confident and behind sometimes there's all sorts of behaviors and characteristics that happen as a result of us not being confident or strong. So I like to press into that early. So that's my second pillar, confidence or, or indeed strength, team, team strength, if you will. Then I look at focus and discipline. Now, through my life, I don't know about you, Nick, but I've certainly encountered times when I need much more focus and discipline in areas of my life. And I think that's very, very human. So I bring focus and discipline in as the third pillar of, of development. Then I look at routine. That's the fourth pillar. And routine for me isn't like when we were at school and we had a timetable and we did maths, maths for you know whatever time on a Tuesday and Thursday and geography. It's not that. It's not having a, having a timetable because sometimes that can be restrictive and, and add a lot of pressure. But routine for me is is the good habits that are getting us to our vision for success and also those bad habits. What what are we doing that maybe we're not aware that we're doing or what are we do, what are we doing that we're not. We're not aware how much time we're spending on that certain habit or behavior that is potentially destructive to our vision. So I really press into routine and I love that because out of that, honestly, miracles happen. There's a great psychologist called Dr. Steve Ormer. He looks into the importance of, of routine in terms of stress management, better sleep. So having a good routine, i.e. better habits, is really, really beneficial for all, all areas of our life. So after routine, sorry, I'm really, I'm really going, but I, you can probably tell I, really love, I absolutely love, love, love what I do. I get really, really excited and passionate. My, my fifth column, which to me is probably the pivotal one and one that a lot of people that I've worked with have never even thought about. And that's fulfillment, fulfillment. Now, I've worked in environments such as Top Gear, I've worked at Rolls-Royce, I've worked um, Princess Yachts. So I've worked with some very, very wealthy, wealthy people and, and often celebrities. I did the Olympic Games with Coca-Cola, so I worked with quite a few celebrities coming, coming across my path there. And I, not all of them, not all of them, but I, I identified that a lot of people aren't actually fulfilled. They seem to have it all in terms of beautiful home, beautiful wife, beautiful husband, lovely cars, status, but yet that fulfillment piece isn't there. And I had a call from an FD, a finance director, a few, week, 
weeks ago, you know, exactly this story. I've got the house, I've got the kids, I've got the stables, but to me, it, there's no meaning. So I press into fulfillment because for me that, that is pivotal. And this um, quote really, really landed, landed with me is that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Hmm. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So where, so where let's, let's take fulfillment. Where, where do you start on someone on helping them actually identify where fulfillment might come in their lives? Well, I've got one more pillar to go, and then can I come back to, can I, can I come back? My dyslexic counting was terrible there. <laughs> my, 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 I'm also dyslexic, so I'm with you, but I'll just finish. And I, I want to press into this, Nick, because it's so, so, so important. Um, so my final pillar, the sixth one, is um, success and sustainability. So that vision of success, are we there? And how do we sustain this momentum? How do we keep it going forward? It might mean more coaching, might mean more, de more development, might mean we look at you know, different paths. But so the final one is success and sustainability. So to come back to fulfillment, and as I say, it's, it's, it's really, really pivotal, Nick, and I'm so glad, so glad that you've asked that. How do we, how do we find fulfillment, essentially, is what you're asking? Well, it's such a big question, because if we look at people like Robin Williams, Robin Williams, so Mrs. Doubtfire, the genie in the first Aladdin, one of the funniest men, and you, you can't, you can't, think of um, of Robin Williams or evoke memories of those those films um, or sitcoms that he was in without laughter and so he was a man who was determined to be the funniest man in the world that was success to him you know the the, the sitcoms he was on and the, the, the movies that, that he made and he was everybody knew him as a superstar and guaranteed guaranteed laughter and ultimately it was to his detriment this success this global stardom that he chased and hungered for he had a drink problem, he had drugs, and in the end, he, he took his life. So I look to him and I see there is a man that was deeply unfulfilled by his arguably global, global success. So how do, you, how do you start? Well, first, first things first is get the right people around you. I think our, our life and the quality of our life is, is certainly determined by the quality of our relationships. Be that with your family, be that with your team, be that romantically. Look at the relationships that are in your life and the quality of those. So I, I really do think, and I was coaching, coaching a business leader and he was saying a, um, a few weeks ago that in the last six years, his career has gone from strength to strength to strength. And he puts it down to his, his partner, having, having that person at home. And we were just talking about, about Clive Woodward's um, former England coach in their absolute, absolute heyday. And he said that it was really important to involve the players' wives and partners in his home barbecues and indeed the decisions that he was making and taking. So relationships are so important to our makeup. And that might not be that you, you're in a romantic relationship at the moment, but look at those relationships that you're close with and which ones can you connect with on a new level and which ones do you need to question? So first things first, I'd start with, with um, your relationships. And ne next thing I'd, I'd have a think about, Nick, is, is think of a time when you were fulfilled. When did you last really feel deep fulfillment? When did you last feel real deep contentment, satisfaction, and write down, write down where you were, who you were with, what you were doing, 
and how you're feeling. So those, those are some, some places that I'd start. And, and as I say, I really, really do press into this, this area because for me, the, the outside stuff, the handbags, the cars, the houses, it, it's all just peripheral. For me, it really does start right in, right in here to change, change somebody. No, I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's great. And it's, I mean, in, in my world, I'm coming into contact every day with, you know, top, top, top leaders. And you can definitely get a sense of, of purpose from a few and fulfillment in a few and a few who just, you can see they're on a, on a never ending journey of work and there'll, there'll never be that sort of happy moment really, which is, uh, which, which is, which, which is quite sad actually, uh, sad seeming that. And how, how from this journey of learning you've been on, how have you, have you, how have you rewired yourself in all this? How, how, what changes have you seen in you from all the learning you've done over the years? Oh, well, pressing into exactly what you've just said about the, the head honchos and, and grand formages that, that you work, work with, uh, you know, and, and that, those people that just work, work, work re relentlessly, and yet there's a sense of purpose missing. There's a sense of purpose missing. So when I wind, wind back to days that I was working 80 hours a week, and Nick, I didn't know why, I just knew I was a part of this amazing brand and, and, and I, I was, you know, my relationships were failing, friendship, family, you know, romantic, because I was just working and, and didn't have energy, energy for anything else. And then I, 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 I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely found what I was meant to do in life. I, I found, I did the strength psychological profi profiling, my number one psychological strength out of 34 is developer meaning my natural gifting, it's in my psychology, I can't get away from it, is I wanna develop people. I'm, I'm just hungry to make people better at their best, live their, live their potential, it's my, my number one. And so when I discovered that, it was a real light bulb, light bulb moment for me. I'm like, I've got to pursue this because I knew, I, I knew I loved being with people. I knew I loved encouraging people. I knew I loved getting the best out of, best out of people. And I just knew then I've got to pursue, pursue this path. And, and believe it or not, friends in recent weeks have said to me, he said, it's, they've said, particularly one David, he said, it's so amazing to see that your path is lighting up following your purpose. Mm. your path is lighting up following your purpose and so when you you work with these business leaders and you know that you know probably at home they're not just having a bottle of wine it's probably three or four bottles of wine in the in the evening you know you you've seen it I, I I've I've seen it and maybe even other other substances are coming coming into play and perhaps their relationship's failing or there there's an affair going on or you know things that aren't necessarily conducive to a productive work, in, work environment and indeed relationships, then I think it's time to, you know, unwind and unpack a little bit. You know, what are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? And I think COVID's been a really, really good leveler for, for all of us in fairness, but I've, I've found, I've found, and I, maybe you, you have too, Nick, I've found that people have been coming um, um, here, in fact, I've just just had a com conversation that people feel they're very much at a crossroads or feeling lost in this time and, and, and needing to find that find that purpose. I'm really, really finding that that I wouldn't say I'm stratospheric or anything or cra crazy, crazy busy, but I found that people have come come on board more with that exact exact reason that they they're losing purpose not finding their focus and the conversation I had just just earlier was that I'm, I'm I feel I'm at a crossroads. 
Yeah, and I'd say, especially for especially for leaders, I mean, they. So my own personal experience of this has been I gained back four and a half hours of you know, no travel time, and I filled them with work, <laughs> right? Uh, 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 which was great. So there was this unbelievable high at the beginning of a lockdown where personal productivity went through the roof, right? But that's my personal productivity, and that's maybe not actually what's the best thing for the business, right? Um, but I also felt a, a sense of emptiness where half of my skill set had been taken away because I can't be on hand to help people. You know, the person who just popped their head in the office for assistance, um, that sort of spontaneous moment, that they're gone. And from reaching out to my networks, there's a lot of people who have been sort of sitting there challenging themselves because their skill set's taken away. You know, asking themselves, what do they do? Where can they keep adding value? Um, how can they get that constant feedback loop? And I don't care how many Zoom calls you have, you, you, you just can't replicate that, right? And I think it's been a real mental struggle for high achievers in particular, who are just not getting that sort of sense of, sense of feedback. So I, I've, I, I've seen, that, seen that, that massively over the last, what is it? Well, well it's nine months now, isn't it? Gosh, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone on forever. Um, and, and one thing that I, I found interesting is that your client base ranges from law firms to the army, right? Um, does your does your content change? Because they they are um, they are two very. I've worked very closely with 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 both as well, and I, they are two very different sort of personality types. Um, I think both think think, but I think lawyers sometimes think they've got a similar mindset, but I don't don't think they do. Um, do you? Do you find the contents the same? Actually, it's all resonating with with people because the way we're wired, or or you change content depending on your subjects. Really, really great, really great question. And yes, they 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 are different. You know, the army. I've just I've just been lecture, lecturing the military this morning, and and a bit bit like harping back to my Top Gear days. You know, it's quite a lot of blowing things up and going in and sort, sorting things <laughs> out. But you know wrapped in this you know and they are they are incredible to work with i can't take anything away from them and you know wrapped in this amazing peacekeeping vision actually and and absolutely wonderful wonderful people to work with and the same same with lawyers again wonderful and i really enjoy 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 working with them and you know as you've probably seen in, in the news there's a there's a bit of a crisis uh, you know in terms of mentality and as as you say you know that that lack of interaction that that you know, even if it's just to say, and one of my legal clients has reflected this, but even if it's just to say, I like your dress today, or you know, I like you know, it, just that level of conversation we're not we're we're not having. But in in terms of uh, in in terms of changing content, I wouldn't say dramatically. You know, those those pillars of development are where I base it. But I do say to all of my clients, if there's something that you want to unpack and bring to me, then then do. So if it's on a one to one basis, of course, you know, you ind individual individualize it and everyone's got a different a different cha challenge of course of course they have so that that's essentially the process that 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 i i use for wherever people come from because i found that all of us are human i only deal with deal with humans and yes. and 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 that works in human development yeah and what's what's your been your biggest takeaway from the lockdown what have you what changes have you seen in, in people and businesses uh. I honestly, I disconnection, 
you know, just just inherently, make, as, as you say, you know, and you love to nurture people and just, you know, just, you know, put your head around everything. OK, everything, go, you know, going. How can I help, you know, and, and give them that upbeat tone and, you know, and, and, and it is that tone or that look in the eye or that, you know, little, you know, body, you know, body language that, you know, motivates people some somehow. And I think is it 55 percent of what we communicate is through through our body language. So in the in the office environment, we're not we're not getting that. And, the, you know, you know what it's like to sit back on a chair and roar with laughter because someone in the office has cracked a joke or something something's happened and that's that's just wonderful so i think i think um disconnection is 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 the problem and yes as you say you know zoom calls and video calls that they are where we are now and we're doing our very best with them and, and this is what we can do and, and have to do but it doesn't it doesn't replace that that human human connection and to use Brené Brown's word we're, we're hardwired for connection you know right in here in our neurological pathways we need to be with each with each other and that that body language when you're on a screen it's so hard to to communicate you know that when we're when we're all kind of hunched around our shoulders and backs are getting getting sore because we're like this for sometimes 12 hours 12 hours a day so I, I'm noticing you know what whatever sector financial leadership, Legal logistics, whatever sector, I'm noticing that that disconnection is having a real impact on people. But it's not just in disconnection in 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 work. It's that you know a, a client of mine, an amazing amazing client, you know, le leader, fantastic. His sister works in the NHS, and he phoned me and he said, you know, have you got have you got 15 minutes? I said yes, of course. And he was in floods of tears. He hadn't been able to see his sister because of. COVID, she works in the NHS, and he is feeling that disconnection from her acutely, acutely. And I, so I, I don't think it's just the disconnection in, in our teams, Nick, and in our workspaces, it's, it's disconnection all, all, all around in every which way in those, those relationships, which I, I mentioned, you know, the quality of our relationships is, is our life quality. Yeah. And do, do, do you think we're, we're forming new habits, though? Like it's definitely felt, I mean, in, in the UK at the moment, we've gone into a second lockdown. So this has been an on-off sort of nine month period um, of doing this. It definitely feels that taking people out back into, let's say, the, the old office environment will be now a transition to get people back into that, right? Like I do think new habits have been created, um, quite dangerous habits. Like it, it feels all very transactional um because of the lack of sort of human interaction um but it, but what's your thoughts about how you're gonna how, how are we going to go about helping people with that transition back into let's say an office environment if, if that's the way people want to go uh, well it, it um I, the reason i've got a smile on my face i had a had a uh, conversation with a, a, a lawyer client actually and she's she's become pregnant in 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 lockdown and she's she said she's she's due in January and she said she said do you know what's actually brilliant I'm not commuting so it's not tiring me out I'm not bashing into people and so in lots of ways there are many many benefits to be to be taken taken from it but in terms of in terms of new habits I think it will depend on the on the law of the land for when and how we 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 do return but um but I do know one thing, Nick. I do know that we have to, we have to look after our back, neck, and shoulders in this time. Um, a, a good friend of mine, as, as you, you may imagine, I've, I've had three knee operations from three marathons that I ran. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly great friends with my physio because it came with a lot of physio. 
And he's actually bought a spinal decompression unit in this time because we're all slumped and, 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 and you know, not in a great posture and indeed not moving about as much as we, we, we could or should. Um, our spines have become compressed and you may have noticed it in, in your neck. So I, I, would, I would suggest people looking after their physical health um, you know, right, right away. So if that's one habit that you can build, build in, if you're not already, look at your physical health and what, what more you can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought this lockdown would be fairly quick. So I remember working, sitting on a bed with a hamper for a desk for my first sort of week of this and then realised I, I probably want to look after myself a tiny, a tiny bit from this. Um, yeah, Nick, um, I, I've, got to, I've got to say, you're actually on a cake tin at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Still haven't, still haven't invested. Um, <laughs> Uh, took, took about six months to get some decent Wi-Fi as well, which is uh, it's not very good. Um, and what's what's the thing that's sort of burning for you at the moment? What's sort of on on your sort of purpose agenda at the moment to to help people, or what you think should be on their radars sort of from a mindset wise? Um, I I think um, great great question, and I am I am so into into mindset and attitude. I, I really it's something I just. Um, spoke to spoke to military on this morning this morning about I think try not to look too far I know all of the news at the moment is all about Christmas and what we are what we are doing or, or what we're not doing um, but try to keep your mindset focused on on today you know get get what can you do today or indeed what is your outcome that you want to achieve today what what is the outcome that you're getting to is it that you need to do that report is it that you need to finish that spreadsheet is it that you know you need to have that challenging conversation that's been on the back burner for a week or two now you know what is your outcome today and i think focusing on the outcome is is really really powerful because it's so hard to plan you know what's happening between now and christmas understandably businesses have to have to strategize, strategize of course i'd imagine 2021 in the bag so to speak but you know personally for everyone as individuals in their home I think looking at today focus on what you can do today okay and if if you're someone listening to this and they have that sort of light bulb moment of realizing they haven't ever really stepped back to evaluate who they are right or um you know there's, there's a lot of emphasis in the next month around people making plans for 2021 Right. And we, we, we all do it. It's a sort of a, it's a reset. It's a restart. It's a refocus uh, for all of us. But if you're an individual and you're thinking, right, I want to actually evaluate who I am, understand more about me. What, what, what steps would you recommend they take to sort of start that journey? Oh, great. Great question. And <laughs> interesting you say about everyone thinking about strategy. I've got, I, I have a coach every Saturday morning. He's great. Amazing. And I, I've got exactly that tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And um, but in terms of people thinking about bringing bringing myself back to myself, you know, who am I? What's my identity? What am I? What are my values? What fulfills me, for example? First place I would start is is honestly take the Gallup Clifton Strengths Assessment. If people want to get in touch with me, I can I can help them do that, of course. But that gives you your natural psychological profiling. So naturally, are you quite a self-assured character? Are you a high achiever? Are you an activator? Do you start things? Do you light fires, make things make things happen? Are you high in empathy? Are you high in positivity? Are you high in discipline? Is that a characteristic? These are all strengths that Gallup deem deem as human strength so I would really start there because it gives you a clear profiling of who you naturally are 
And the chances of you having the same delineation of 34, so your order of 34 and my Nick, there's a one in 33 million chance of them being the same, one in 33 million. So what that means is it's, it's as pretty unique as your fingerprint. So if you think about your fingerprint, it's unique. So by doing this profiling, I mean, there are, there are loads of profiling sets out there. It's just Gallup, Gallup the one that I, I'm, I'm trained and, and certified in, so know the most about. But it's a really, really good framework of who you naturally are. But for me, Nick, it's great knowing who you naturally are. It's absolutely terrific. But what are you doing with it? What are you mm. doing with it? You know, that's, that's crucially what matters. What are you doing with it? And that's exactly what, what I and you, you, you indeed develop people into. You know, it's, it's what are you doing with this? You know, what are you doing to get to where it is that you want to be? Yeah. And I think, I think with the, your referral to the, the surveys and reports that can come out on people, um, we obviously, both from the same sort of world, so we're engaging with these all the time. And one thing I love from like a very, I'm, I'm a very data-led person right and sort of just typical don't can't read fiction books but love a manual give me all that kind of stuff so doing these for me is a is a half yearly assessment of, of actually progress you know watching over the years how empathy levels have changed right like am I, am I actually developing as a person what's being highlighted how am I evolving and I, and I think I, I love that sort of feedback loop and one of the things we don't get throughout our careers is just that that feedback unless you're engaged with a with a coach or you're in a, a business that really invests in you so i think taking these first steps to sort of just it just helps you sort of ask the questions to yourself that you can explore more right either through the, the help of someone like yourself um or or, or just like personal you know the, the personal investment you need to you need to take it on um and, and from from what you're seeing so there's this Christmas period sort of coming up. Businesses are, you know, uh, I mean, it sounds like a lot are going to be locked away from each other and that. Uh, I think it's a really important time to connect. And it's, and I'm, I'm slightly nervous about it because, you know, it was for us as a business, for example, it's, it's such a fun time. And we really just do get to sort of, you know, hug it out and, you know, uh, have a great, great experience. What, what are you, what do you think about that? How, how are we going to sort of replace that if it's going to be like a, a Zoom culture for, for oh, this Christmas? Yeah, it really, it, Nick, it, it is. And, and that's that's why I say it's, it's what we what we can do at the moment. And it's it's, it's far from ideal, but it's, it's where, where we are. And so I think doing that, but for any leaders, leaders um, listening or watching, watching today, I think it's really important to recognize your team. So not just at Christmas, not, not you know, throughout the year and consider Honestly, your team, have you recognized them at least once a week through COVID? And I'm not talking about recognizing, giving them a pat on the head like a good Labrador. I'm talking about, you know, just an acknowledgement, thanks for getting that presentation over on time, or I really like what you said in that meeting. Should we have a, should we have a five minutes and unpack that a little bit? Just recognition every seven days is really, really powerful in the productivity of your team. And arguably when we're all working from home with babies, babies, laundry, kitchens to attend to, attend, tend to productivity does go down. But recognizing your team every seven days, their Gallup research shows, and you're like this with your data and stats, Gallup re research shows that they're between 10 and 20% more productive. And by building in 
what we call a praise habit every seven days. So a praise, an acknowledgement, a thank you. So leaders do put this in your diaries to do every seven days. So it's a reminder for yourself. Your team are 73% more likely to perform at a higher level. So they're gonna give that little bit more. So where they think, oh, that will do, you'll get a, do you know what? I'm just gonna look into that again, or I'm gonna get that on time, or I'm gonna do that the day before it's needed. So 73% more likely to perform at a higher level with a praise habit every seven days. So recognize your team every seven days, especially now in this work from home environment and definitely put it in for Q1. Definitely put it in for Q1. Perfect, that's fascinating. Um, so there's been a lot of talk of positivity, which is great. Um, but what annoys you? Like what, what, what gets under your skin? Honestly, I let down. I, a, a lack of integrity. I really, right. it, it really, it, it, it honestly physically affects me. It honestly physically affects me. I, I, you know, and I've learned this through experience. You know, I've, I've, you know, analyzed situations and experiences and, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not, not sitting here saying I've been perfect, but I, you know, so I've, I've worked out and evaluated my experiences and when people don't live up to their word, it really, really does really does get under my skin skin nick so and, and I, I let them know that so I've got far better not perfect again but far better at boundary setting in um in my older years <laughs> all right so so with the with the younger you so just not address it before are you are you actually now actually addressing if someone is wronging you wronging you this way you're now addressing this that's a whole other conversation, but sorry, go on, sorry, to answer your question about, about setting boundaries, this is something that I do work, work with people on, especially when they're very high in empathy, so that feeling of how other people might feel, so to say to somebody, look, I'm not available for you after 11 o'clock, some people actually really, really struggle with, so setting 11 o'clock a.m., <laughs> So setting boundaries is something that I do work with people on and I've got far more discerning about in um, in my older years. Yeah, and, and I think the key thing is having setting out the start avoids sort of the pain at the end, right? Yes. And, that, and, I, and I think that's one of the things that anyone who is experiencing that kind of um, anxiety around certain issues, if they really spend the time to work out how can you how can you kill them at source? and put those boundaries in place it does it avoids a lot of pain sort of later down the line nick you're you're absolutely absolutely right and it, it, arguably sometimes it's not because you know life is an evolving process you know we work in the development field and and sometimes you know what situation situation doesn't determine that you can set that out from the start it sometimes is an evolving process and that's where those difficult conversations that i mentioned sometimes do need do need to happen to re-establish what what the boundaries are but circling back to my, my process if you like that's why I like to get really clear about what success is to the person or team that I'm working with because that's where we're going you know let's get really really laser focused on on that um, and I I, I, I I start with that that's perfect and that, that's part of, that's part of the, the six is that is that called the six pillars program is that the, is that yeah. the name of it yeah six pillars of development I call it I, I call it which um which is good fun it's good, 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 strong name, and says exactly what it does on the tin, which is uh, which is perfect there. And um, just before just before we 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 bring this to an end, is there any other sort of message you think we should be getting out there right now to people or businesses? Well, before we do, I want to ask you one thing, Nick. So you mentioned about you know not being able to kind of open a door and you know give someone a bit of a you know a, 
a, a support or, or motivation that's in in your in your office or your or your team. So, how are you navigating that in this in this virtual world? So we do we do we do quite a bit actually. So there was a poker tournament on last night where they're playing poker, but there's a live Zoom going on just for just for actually you know, have some drinks and just relax and some sort of just just banter. Um, we are constantly using a, a variety of different apps actually so zoom is the, the professional one for you know very serious conversation we use one called house party which lets you play um, games on and you can you can crash anyone's conversation so if you don't lock your conversation out you can just burst in there and say hi to people and it actually adds a bit of spontaneity which is uh, which is which is great um, and then we're still we're still alternating people coming into the into the office and you just and actually at the moment they are probably our most unproductive days um purely because we've we've missed each other right and we just have those little social interactions which is so important you know but yeah. we all leave that day feeling super energized so i think the i think that the, the future looks like that much bigger balance of work from home but it's really it's really shown me the importance of when we get together to connect um, and and especially any business that is consulting or has a sales floor or a marketing business um, the, the way some of those teams are wired that if you if you remove that social interaction from them you, you just see that lack of productivity like there are certain jobs in life where you just have to do a thousand phone calls and you get told to go away a thousand times, right? And there's lots of those jobs in the world. Uh, and doing that on your own is is pretty crushing, right? You know, having having some form of competition um, is key. Some kind of uh, just fun, right? You know, like the, the the key word is sort of fun, and it's it's a challenge for us. I get together with loads of people just going, how how do we just try and make this sort of fun? So we had. Um, fitness exercises, we have a, a WhatsApp group where we would do past the push-ups, right? And you'd nominate someone and do that. And, you know, we, we make sure it's all all fair and nice and nothing too sort of crazy. Um, but just stuff where we could tag people and just get something where they're on camera again doing something a bit silly, right? So we're, we're constantly evolving. Um, I come from a culture of like lots of rewards. So, you know, bottles of this going out, experiences. Um, little takeaways for people, you know, just just little little moments outside of work just to show that we sort of care, right? Because um, uh, because we do, that's the thing. Like we we do, like we we genuinely sort of miss miss these miss these guys. So we're trying that, but it's still it's the one thing that keeps me up at night. Just going like, how do we um, uh, how do we how do we make sure it's it's solid so we don't lose culture? And culture is the thing we've worked so hard to build. So we, you know, the idea of it eking away because of the fact it, it's so transactional um, is, uh, it, it, it is a worry, it, it, it is a worry. So, um, but hey, that, that's that's me. I should be paying you for this session. <laughs> I love it and I love the idea of press ups and perhaps you could go forward into burpees bingo that no one's going to want to play. <laughs> no, we, we got a bit rid of that. It was called, um, it was inappropriately called the Corona Toner, which we changed the name pretty quickly to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we thought that wasn't that wasn't very good, um, but yeah, I just think it's those kind of you know mini talent shows or 
stuff that probably is a bit embarrassing for it for people if you know and it just sort of pushes you out of out of your comfort zone for, for two seconds and and gives us something to talk about really as well which is the other other factor right now other than what box set you cloud through and all, all that kind of business there so you know, i think um, Danny, thank you so much for your your time today i think it's been great i'm going to um, put some details at the end of this this video um, how people can get in contact with you if they, they want to engage. And it'd be great to have you on again um, to work through some of the other challenges we're going through, if you're up for it. Um, of, on that. of course. And can I just give you an idea that I had for, for one of my clients, actually? Yeah, cool. And and you, you're saying about, you know, the fitness and, and, and everything just spark, spark this, because we all like to feel a little bit better in, in this time. And um, one, of my, one of my clients that I see on a one-to-one -one basis, um, amazing leader great great guy properly northern really like him and um, <laughs> and um and he he actually wants to lose a bit of weight because in the first lockdown you know with all the carrot cake and baking that we were all doing um it, you know he put on anyway so we've said that in january and maybe this is an idea for your team now none of us have been anywhere that we have been able to wear the glad rags so the ball dresses, the big earrings, I know you've got a few, Nick, um, but the black tie, the tuxedo, all of this has come about, none of it's come out this year, none of it. So he and I have said to each other that he wants to get into his tuxedo. So in January, we're gonna sit together on video, because that's where we are, on video in our black tie. We're gonna have a session in, in, in black tie. And maybe that's something that people will like to do over this Christmas party period, because no one's getting their party frocks out. So maybe there's a, a team meeting or a session or something you can do around the idea of the glad rags coming, coming out for that, for that meeting or that session. Um, we are doing exactly that actually. That's, um, we, we love that. And I've just any excuse to, to dress up. We're, um, we're also, We've got a guru we get in in January who does uh, some deep breathing exercises with us um, and makes us all dance. And uh, this is this sounds like a terrible advert to work at Eximius, actually. Um, but um, uh, we love it. You know, it brings everyone out of their shell. The Wim Hof breathing stuff is yes, just... Yes, yes scarily fun if you haven't done it before <laughs> um scarily fun um but uh, thank you again for today like we're, we're definitely going to figure out i mean with the with the pillars you're working through there is a there are hours and hours and hours of conversation on just each element of that and each each sub niche within it um but thank you for giving us an overview of the wonderfulness that is you and uh i'm looking forward to catching up very soon oh nick thank you so much great to be with you thank you Pleasure, pleasure. And uh, thank you at home and we will catch up with you all soon. All the best. Goodbye.